0: And one of theirs to the morgue. You don't know what hard
1: times are daddy. A paradigm shift. Hit it, baby. Give it to me. One hit it. I'll I'll hit it. I'll
0: hit it right now. I always I always have to pull up the, the original <laughs> I'll push it if I don't yeah.
1: I thought you had it up, that's why I told you to do it because I didn't yeah, want we, we, to. We, we,
0: we've been off for two weeks, man. This is just... Got We gotta, you know...
1: Yeah, you gotta get back in there. You gotta get in the swing of things.
0: Mm-hmm. Welcome back to Missing the Marks, a podcast where two friends give their takes on some of the biggest happenings in wrestling week-to-week, and we primarily break down AEW Dynamite and Rampage. As always, I'm joined by Kyle, and I am Nate. And uh, before we start, I want to uh, remind everyone that you can find the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and all other podcast services around the world. Um, also, we'd like to... Hope we y'all had a happy New Year, a happy Christmas, happy holidays, whatever you do, whatever you were, whatever you be. It was great. Spent with loved ones and those that you know matter to you the most. Um, as we look towards New Year, uh, I think everyone's got a lot to uh, be thankful for, and um, hopefully things start winding down in terms of the pandemic and uh you know life continues to uh,
1: slowly i don't know we've been we've been hoping we've been hoping for that for like the past like nine months i don't think it's gonna go any yeah yeah i I
0: don't know man like (laughs) people need to get you know their shots and stuff and hopefully as the number keeps going up it gets better and uh i'm not this is just from what i understand reading and stuff the uh, omicron variant it's way more infectious but it's lost its potency you know compared to like delta like it's not getting more and more dangerous yeah it's a,
1: just get vaccinated god damn it it's not it's not hard get vaccinated
0: god yeah you know do that so i don't have to see you on uh the daily show where jordan kepler just makes you look like a dummy
1: but anyway oh, kyle how
0: how's your how's your christmas how's your new year's tell me about it oh
1: yeah no uh so so me and my girlfriend we got you know we see both of our families uh we headed to uh my family's on christmas eve because we're Mexican, so we did the whole midnight christmas thing that was fun got to see my dog uh saw my family it was great got to hang out with some my uncle and my aunt so that i rarely see throughout the year especially during covid um let's see uh went to her family's uh house christmas day and it was hectic because all the kids got nerf guns so everybody was just shooting nerf guns in the house that was fun uh it was good dude i I really it j- it's just holidays are great it especially since the pandemic it feels like the holiday and any kind of big family time you get is like really impactful so it was good i need i can't wait for uh more because i don't want to go back to work i've basically had the past two weeks off so getting back into work mode tomorrow especially is gonna be hell uh what, what about you did you do anything crazy i didn't i didn't do i i didn't go crazy crazy this Holiday
0: season, nah, man. Uh, well, New Year's Eve, I got you know, I had yeah, a good amount to drink, and
1: you know, hell yeah, a, it was
0: not a fun first day, uh, especially you know, <laughs> when I was getting older, so uh, yeah, but it yeah, wasn't was not good safe, it was good at least good safe fun, uh, just not you know, good safe on my on my stomach. <laughs> this, this, like, <laughs> but um New Year's, New Year's, Christmas was pretty cool, um. What the, what do we do for Christmas? Uh, did we cook? No, I don't think we. I don't think we cook. We just uh, we found some place, some taco shop that was open. Hey man, they're out, it's on Christmas, they're open. They're trying to make some money. People want to work there. Cool, do your thing. Uh, I'll support a local business. So we got some food. Spent the time with some parents. Um, New Year's Eve, me and, me and my pops uh, made some ribs. Came out pretty good. So we uh, rubbed the ribs in mustard, and then seasoned it with chipotle oh, yeah. rub. Uh put them in a pit for about two hours, took them out. Um, we put some butter on the foil and put it on the top of the ribs. And then we layered it with a little bit of uh, raw honey that my dad got from the hill country. And we put them back in for another two hours. Wrapped, uh, before we put them back in for two hours, we wrapped them in foil and then sealed them, put them back in. And then right after another two hour mark, we pulled them out, glazed them with some barbecue sauce and brushed them and uh, threw them back in for 20 minutes. And we also had some sausage going in at the time. And boy, let me tell you, it was baby back ribs, beef ribs, I think the dino ribs, and the St. Louis spare ribs. Oh, my God. flavor profile was chef's kiss, man. Like, you bite into it. You, like, the smoke ring was about maybe about a quarter, quarter inch, a little bit, a little bit less than that. So, you had a good, nice smoke ring around. You bite into it. Uh, you, you bite into it, it just pulls off the rib. It's real tender. Like, if you were to hang it upside down or hang it, like, it, the meat will not fall off. But if you bite it, it, comes off like butter. And then, you know, you taste the smoke, you taste the flavor, and then at the very end, you get a little taste of the honey. You get a little taste of the honey. So it's an explosion of flavor. It was really good, and, you know, I'm I'm feeling more and more confident on the grill, baby. <laughs> I can't wait to get a pit of my own, and I'm gonna start slanging that. I I, I gotta do some more brisket, but It was good, man. Uh, Holiday calories don't count, but they do start to count, like, January 3rd or 4th. So back to the gym we go.
1: (laughs) Hell yeah, baby. Uh, Hey, tell me, uh, it's been, what, two weeks since we've hung out on here? Uh, What's the the fantasy league looking like? I need to know. Oh, that was the loudest silence. (laughs) Oh, no. Look, man. Oh, what are we? Oh. Look, man. Are we getting some music? Are we getting some music? Yeah, in here? I, I need I
0: need to talk about this because it's. <laughs> oh my god! This look, is the saddest
1: fucking music.
0: Look, it's been a it's been a long season. It's been a long, hard fought season. I did what I could, and I took it as far as I, I, I my team allow. But I was fighting on multiple fronts here. I was fighting some very, uh, you know. People that would complain about this and that, and then I fought against injuries, and then the Omicron came, and I don't know if you kept up with the, the NFL crisis with Omicron, but people have been testing positive like crazy. Breakthrough infections from vaccinated players are showing symptoms, and per the NFL's guidelines, you know if you're vaccinated, I think you miss like a couple of days, but if you're, if you're getting a case every other day, some or every day, and stuff like, some of your best players are bound to get hit. So, I entered this week the playoff week round two with no running backs. So I picked up A.J. Brown off the waiver wire because he got dropped and he had a—he sh- hasn't done much all season. I think if he had like maybe two or three games where he maybe did something serviceable. I had my, I was down Adam Thielen who was coming off a high ankle sprain. Scary Terry wasn't doing anything and I'm not too sure if they played the Cowboys that week but I knew that he was gonna get double covered because that's the only weapon they have. Yeah, they were playing the Cowboys and Cowboys massacred him. Uh, the, the, the Washington football team. So I had nothing, man. I literally had nothing. I I had the Cowboys defense, which got me like 26 points, but dude, I was walking in that playoffs with nothing, man. And then the other, the other one to my team, it just wasn't enough. But in the other league, I did what I said what I was going to do. Not my league, uh, this other league that my buddy runs. I knocked out the commissioner. And I knocked out his dumb friend who all year just been talking crap and running their mouths. And I told him at the beginning of the season, I don't care what happens as long as I take the commissioner and your stupid ass out of the league. And that's what's going to happen. It's not its not a statement. It's not a promise. It's going to happen. It's a spoiler. And that's what I did. I accomplished what I set out to accomplish in that league. And I'm fine with that. Now, this—this this, in my league, I'm playing for third place. And unfortunately, the title is going to go up to Canada. I didn't want that to happen. But...
1: Oh, that's like worst case scenario here. It is what it
0: is, man. It is what it is. I I tried. I, I really did try. But COVID, injuries, all this other stuff, it just took me out, man. But, hey, next season is my season, okay? There's no COVID. There's no injuries. There's just me, the pigskin, and the gridiron. And that's where I thrive, baby. So don't worry don't worry
1: man, next year you like a true cowboy fan next ne- year baby ne- next
0: year i'm gonna go up to canada and i'm just gonna say who's your daddy montreal and get all the booze and pop my Shawn michaels heel promo and it's gonna be
1: chef's kiss <laughs> damn that's uh, that, God, That's that's one reason i love doing this podcast is because we get to get these updates but man that uh that, that really hurt it was like the low low point in the anime where you know everything has gone wrong man god i feel for i kind of feel like i lost in some way the Jesus. world lost the world lost <laughs> the world lost oh hey man there's always next year it's like you've been saying that since you've been a cowboys fan so just say it again it's all right oh, i can't wait to hear what your buddy in canada says because man Fuck every him. time i'm every time i'm hanging out with you all it's just shit talking left and right he kind of caught this too
0: Dude, like yeah, he, I said, like I said, <laughs> both my running backs were out due to COVID. Like it's just if I had my running backs, I would have won. Listen,
1: man, because every hey, everyone's every got every no, every week, in, every
0: week it's a guaranteed fifteen points. I had Eckler and I had James Conner. And I don't care if Chase Edmond came back, I would have popped off on someone's ass. I would've won. I would have won. I knew I would have won. But it's whatever.
1: Listen, everyone's got their excuses. It's all right. No no one's blaming you. Take, just you got to take the oath grace you're doing that and I'm, I'm i'm proud of you hey you won my fantasy league okay that's all yeah, that i think that, that's look, the
0: this is why this is why we fought and why i lost because of covid and omicron but even that my values everything i stand for it's volatile it's what's standing nothing will ever <laughs> shake it and i'll keep <laughs> moving forward but the, the better man won just that day it was better that's it that's it
1: Oh, I lose nothing. I I, I don't nothing. know when I, when we hear Canada shit talking, I think you're going to, you're would I think we're going to lose a lot because I know you're going to get mad.
0: Yeah. Well, they're on lockdown and I'm not, so I could go to the grocery store freely and they got to, you know, go on a set time or whatever <laughs> their whole, pro- they, they, we don't care about, <laughs> we, don't care about <laughs> we don't care
1: about the economy down here. Okay. Uh, listen, listen, we beat COVID here in the States. I promise you we beat it. Mm-hmm. It's Ooh, fine. Do you see do it. you see that graph? Do you see that graph? It's low. I mean the y axis starts at two thousand deaths per day, but we're low. We're climbing, we're going lower. We're Dude, flattening it, the it, curve.
0: It, it's simple, man. If you don't test, then uh then no one gets the taste. I
1: thought you who doesn't test anymore, WWE. Hell yeah, baby. <laughs> uh, in in a list of asinine decisions that we constantly critique WWE for, I think this might be one of the biggest missteps uh god i mean i mean you get roman reigns who just tested positive he had a back out of day one we'll talk about day one a little we're still in the we're still spitting silly here but uh i mean spitting god wwe <laughs> <Whoa, what? laughs> that's
0: silly <laughs> no spitting <been> silly <laughs> that was a good
1: one yeah hell yeah dude i mean i mean god i mean like I, I mean that's been the joke since the pandemic started like if you don't test you don't get positive cases but man WWE really wants to take the reins on that, pun intended. I mean, when you get Roman, you endanger Roman Reigns, who already, you know, immunocompromised. You know, he's already had uh, remission. Thank God, he went into remission with his cancer again. But like, man, I mean, just just test them. Who cares? Like it's it's you're just saving your your people. It's goddamn, dude. This, this it just keeps backing up the whole. They don't treat them as employees. or contractors ugh, it's stupid it's stupid mm. Mm. come on give me something i know you want something give me something give me something i feel it
0: uh, I, I, i'm not gonna beat a dead horse bro i'm just not <laughs> this is just what, what, what else do i gotta
1: say huh? i'll beat a dead horse because the matrix 4 sucked did you watch that one tell me you no watched it. no i didn't
0: watch it i heard mixed things uh, about it
1: are, do you care about spoilers can i give you a spoilery somewhat review
0: yeah you give me your your promo and then i want to talk about something that i know was good and i know that was great <laughs> it's not cobra kai so hell yeah get, baby get, i love counter yeah, Reason, I love... get this over with hurry up all talk right about so, about okay that.
1: okay so the matrix i've always said this me and my friend have always talked about this but i believe the wachowskis got fucking lucky with that first movie because uh matrix reloaded and matrix revolutions well fun action movies and as a dumb small little slug baby thinking like oh slow motion is cool and giant mechs is cool. Man, Reloaded and Revolutions do nothing for this fucking franchise. I feel like the Wachowskis got super lucky. The first movie's amazing. I love The first movie might be one of the most perfect movies I've ever seen, and in The Matrix Resurrections, you know, that 57 years later, it feels like, because Keanu still can't act. I've always said this. I don't think Keanu is an amazing Academy Award winning actor. Uh... And they, they, god, it's so meta, and it's so, like, it's so self-masturbatory, it's weird, It's, it's weird, dude, like, so, so in this universe, Neo is back in the Matrix, right, follow me on this, but the Matrix is canon, the three movies are canon, because Mr. Anderson made them as a video game, and it's so, like, they reference bullet time, and... It's it's just I guess it's Lana Wachowski's like middle finger to WB because there's literally a line where Um This guy who's being the new Agent Smith says, Oh, it's crazy going back to the Matrix. Our our parent company Warner Brothers said, We're gonna do the Matrix with or without y'all, so you better sign on to this or you're gonna lose your rights to it. And it's it's so self-referencing and they say bullet time is the biggest villain in this movie because that's the only thing people took away from it in the very first movie. And then that's why it became action, apparently. Again, I think... And this is, this is a story I feel very passionate about The Matrix, if you can't tell. This is... They got lucky with the first movie, and then they, they dug too deep. Because when they were filming Reloaded, they were filming Revolutions back-to-back. They were making the Enter the Matrix video game. Which, if you haven't played that, it's a great video game. But they have cutscenes with Niobe and Ghost and they filmed that while they were filming Reloaded too, because it's all live-action stuff. They were doing the Matrix MMORPG game, which is canon to this fucking universe somehow. Morpheus dies in it, spoiler alert. Uh, they made the Path to Neo game, which has one of my favorite cutscenes where, you know at the end of Revolutions where Smith and Neo fight in the rain, and there's like millions of Smith clones? Well, they form a mech. That's. I'll leave it at that. They form a mech and it's fucking funny and stupid. But anyway, don't watch this movie. Uh the new Morpheus is it's he's fashionable. Uh uh it sucks. Uh three out of ten. It's like a good way to waste two and a half hours, I guess. Uh Jada Pinkett Smith is back in it. Uh boo. she's oldest. Yeah, boo. Boo that woman. Boo her. Uh that's it. Matrix 4, uh 4 out of 10. 3 out of 10, I think, is what I said earlier. Uh sucks. Don't watch it
0: uh garbage okay enough about that babies. no
1: no, about- spoil- no yeah no spoilers on this real quick because I'm, I'm on the last two episodes still
0: okay oh, god damn it <laughs> 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 Listen, i really
1: want to talk right-
0: about it dude Everyone really want to talk about uh,
1: it but... i'm right at the 51st all Valley under 18 tournament just don't spoil it for me
0: by the way me and kyle are talking about cobra kai cobra kai- uh, so every year me and my dad we get together, and we binge it for a whole day. Like We just order pizza, we just get food, and we don't leave the couch for about six, seven hours. So that's what I did yesterday. I went to my pop's house, and my mom was in the back chilling. And we just watched Cobra Kai. Me and him binged it. I bought, I bought some pizza. It was, oh, my God. It was so good, dude. Like at, at, Let's just say I popped. I popped really hard, okay? That's all I'm going to say. But for, Cal, I, I think you could, you could safely say within the first eight episodes you've seen. Because I yeah. was saying this midway through the season. Terry Silver's the smartest man in the Valley.
1: Oh, my God, dude. What a cunning... Dude, when when he starts bringing in merch, I looked at Annie, and I said, you see what he's doing? And she's, like, he making merch. And I was like, nah. He's taking Cobra Kai a worldwide brand, baby! Motherfucker's selling Jordans. He's selling sneakers and tumblers. Oh, this guy, Terry Silver's such... If you haven't seen the original Karate Kid movies, go watch those. They're such a joy. They're such a treat to watch, and and you get stuff. You you. I watched the first, second, and third movie, and everyone always said, "Don't watch the second and third. They don't mean anything." No, the they can shut up. Kind of they can. They need yeah. to shut up. Yeah. No, that, 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 I'm not gonna cut off. God. Up.
0: I'm, I'm, gotta, Cobra I'm
1: Kai. Eating. Cobra Kai rewards you for watching all three of these movies, and Long-term it's so protein. good. Long term. Oh protein. my god, Cobra Kai. I was worried because i was worried because i'm like ah oh, there's like these three seasons they've kicked ass every single time they knock it out of the park you bring chosen back you're bringing terry silver back for the fourth season i was worried they got elizabeth shu oscar-winning actress elizabeth shu came back for cobra kai i love her i got adventures and babysitting one of my first celebrity crushes of all time but i mean i was worried for season four because i was like ah, oh, they can only you know they can only strike gold so many times no they're not getting out of the park this show has never disappointed me so far. It tugs at my heartstrings. Oh my god, when, when Miguel's tucking uh, Johnny Lawrence in bed, and he says, "I love you," I teared. Oh my god, are you kidding me? Oh, what a show! God damn, if you're not watching Cobra Kai, fucking fix your goddamn life. We'll uh, I love Cobra you. Kai. I, I love you too, Robbie. Oh, <laughs> do they put the knife in me and twist it? Oh god, it hurts so bad.
0: Oh, man, dude. Like, I, I don't want to say anything because I like, there's a lot to talk about, Like, especially with the last two. All I'm going to say is hold on to your pants, bro. Hold on to your oh, goddamn dude. pants.
1: Get when your britches up. Brought, oh, when I saw they brought out the blue and white mats for the 51st All-Valley Under-18 Karate Tournament, they added a women's division and a skills division. Are you kidding me? I'm getting, like, three times the amount of All-Valley Under-18 Tournament that I've ever wanted. Oh, I'm so excited. God, I just good. finished this podcast already so I can go watch it. <laughs> Maybe it's good.
0: <laughs> oh, that was I, so
1: good. I th- I think Cobra Kai, and, like, it makes you care about every single character that goes to any of these dojos. Like, they make all of these, except Kyler. Kyler's just a fuckhead, but I, I still love him to death. I, he's so hyping up the limo, and he's always planning some shit for the for Cobra Kai. I love him. Uh, But, I mean, all these characters are so layered, and... I was talking to my friend about this, but I think the the funniest thing, and the thing that propels this show like forward so long as it can, is that everything can be resolved if all of these fucking people got into a room and talked it out. But they say fuck that. Join my karate dojo. We're gonna fight the other dickheads in that karate dojo. I love it. I love all of this shit. It's so. Uh, give me season five. I know they confirmed it already, so I'm excited to see how season four ends. But just give me. Oh, give me more because I can't. I can't wait for a year to binge it on. Then I'm in a drought. I'm dying. I'm in the Sahara. I got no water, Nathan. Give me water, Nathan. Speaking
0: of water, I'm gonna take. I'm gonna take. I'm gonna give you some great advice that Johnny Lawrence talked about. Uh, your fluids are very important. Okay, drinking all water, <laughs> bunch of water, staying hydrated. It's very important to cobra Kai, and they have a lot of the. Uh, they have a lot of fluids there. The only pronouns in this
1: dojo are sensei and student.
0: <laughs> oh my god, dude! I love this. I, I love this goddamn show so much. Like freaking! I heard Judas Priest. You got, I heard Judas Priest come on within the first, the first episode, first ten minutes. Judas Priest was playing, and I knew I was. I, I, I knew I was in good hands. I knew I was in good hands, dude. Just this. This is oh, a man. show. This is a show everybody needs. This is a show kids these days need to lean on. Okay, this is it's a love letter to the '80s. I'm the '80s and uh you know there's a lot of things were forgotten from the past it's just go watch the show it's so good god
1: dude if only if only pat marino was still around i can only imagine what like what kind of magic he would have brought
0: like nine years old yeah
1: yeah i think he what 2005 is when he passed but god i mean dude all the all the homages to mr miyagi and all the mentioning of him it's it's all so good i still hate daniel larusso's fuckhead little kid his son I still hate him.
0: Yeah, his son's uh, a little fucking uh, little
1: Daniel Jr. son of a bitch or whatever his name is. Anthony, little nerd. <laughs> God, dude. this I, I didn't think I was ever going to love this show as much as I did. Because I remember I was hyped for it when it premiered on YouTube Red. And I watched I watched like the first two episodes because they were free. And then I was like, okay, maybe one day I'll go back and rewatch this. And then I met my girlfriend. And I, we went through this whole rabbit hole of showing her movies she had never seen. She was never a movie person. So I showed her, you know, Back to the Future. Uh, I showed her Biodome. Showed her The Karate Kid. And then she liked it so much. And I said, hey, you want to watch Cobra Kai? It's like a continuation of so many years later down the line. And I didn't think it was going to hook me. And I didn't think it was going to hook her as much as it did. But, I mean, when you start off with Johnny Lawrence being a fucking bum because he lost a karate tournament when he was 16, and that's that was the the road diverged into that fucking decaying woods that led to this awful life i was like oh this is great i love all of this and now here we are season four give me season five again i know it's confirmed just give it to me a little sooner i don't want to wait till next new year's i need something to propel me to through 2022 and i don't want to wait that long
0: look when i, when I got first hooked on its show it was when uh johnny was drunk driving because he was just like his life, like it was like the first episode. His life was dog shit. Everything was going wrong. You saw where he was at and how much it affected him. And then he's driving, and then Head Games by Foreigner comes on, and you see all the <laughs> all the memory. at that that mo- that two minute scene is what I was like, okay, this is this is the great, this is gonna be the greatest thing ever. Because I've always made the argument that Johnny Lawrence was the real Karate Kid. It's not Daniel Larusso. Okay. Everyone likes this, the, the fanboy Daniel Russo. No. I've said this before when we talked about Cobra Kai before. And, you know, Johnny Lawrence is the real karate kid, and I will die on that hill. Oh, he's the, he is he, the main protagonist of Karate Kid. He is the karate kid. Not Listen, like Daniel Russo.
1: No. He had a shitty childhood. I get it. But, I mean, when you're a bully, come on.
0: Dude, the, the guy, did you not Did you not see his side of the story when he was talking to Miguel? Like, I could see why. You know, Daniel look, he, he, he's a prick. He's an arrogant prick. No, his no, problem. no, no, no. He's always no, been he really wasn't... arrogant. Terry Silverman no, was right. No, no, he always no, had a no, little no. Cobra Kai in him. Listen. No, listen, no, Daniel no. 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 Dude, we, this is going to turn into a three-hour podcast because I will literally go down and tell you why Daniel LaRusso was kind of a prick. And not necessarily deserve it, but I can understand why Johnny Lawrence thought the way he did. And, hey, you know, I, I don't blame him. Was Johnny Lawrence yeah. perfect? No, he did some things wrong. But LaRusso is not innocent, okay? He, he's and, not the real karate
1: kid. And, again, I love, I love every time they finally get Daniel – and and Johnny Lawrence alone as adults because I mean Billy Zapka. oh my God, what an actor! Billy Zapka.
0: William Zapka. get it right, God dang it! This is no, he likes. This is, this is the Larusso
1: bullshit. This is the Larusso bullshit. No, he likes to be called Billy. Okay, he doesn't <laughs> mind Billy. This is the Larusso okay? bullshit. How?
0: Tell this me how the Larusso
1: Larusso brainwashing bullshit. Okay, trash. I mean, Every time you get Billy Zapka and Ralph Macchio in the same scene, I love it because they- you can- God, they're such good actors. They- they want to come together so bad, but they're just so opposite. Oh my god. The bar scene where they're talking about, you know, Daniel wants to take over because he knows how to beat Terry Silver. And you can tell Johnny was waiting for this moment where, you know, things were going too well. He was waiting for LaRusso to want to fuck it up. Oh my god. I love all the drama. And these grown-ass men need to settle things their karate the way God intended. I Fuck yeah. <laughs>
0: give me that shit on the fucking platter, baby.
1: Oh, God. I'll eat it up, dude. Eat, Feed, feed me the slob. My trough is give, empty. I'm ready. Give me
0: more. Feed me more. Ugh. Right back me. Okay. You know, <laughs> I'm, I'm not even talking <laughs> about everything but wrestling. But I think, oh. you know, we, we've set our piece. You got to watch the last two episodes. And after you watch the last two episodes, we know we'll talk. You can text me how long I got you talk, okay? But okay, I got you. Okay, oh, so uh, you know the past, the past two weeks have been pretty interesting with the holidays. Wrestling's a lot, a lot has happened, and we're not gonna go over every freaking thing that happened to wrestling because it's just, it's just a lot. But you know, uh, we got we got a lot to talk about with wrestling at least right now. Um, a lot of big things happened. Day one just happened for WWE. I heard it was a pretty decent pay-per-view. I saw some of the, the, the clips. Oh, no, they're know. not
1: they're not called pay-per-views anymore. They're called premiere live events, baby. We're is that a thing? Yeah, yeah. They said st- all night they just called it a, the premier uh live event. You know, this, so, I is, guess the- this is this is this is
0: why I resonate a lot with George Carlin, because he used to talk about language and sort of like making it more than it needed to be. Like instead of uh battle like instead of like freaking uh well, he talked about um, battle like uh, when people went to like shell shock in when, when World War One when soldiers were on the trenches and fighting and stuff. They can you know they got all the mental illnesses and stuff because of the war that they saw. It was called shell shock. They were shell shocked from all the things that they saw. And in World War Two, it's called you know battle fatigue. And in, in Vietnam, it's called uh, post-traumatic stress disorders. And that's, what are it's you like there's going there's, there's too What's much. On? There's too much going. Why do you gotta change pay-per-view to premium live event? It's the same shit. You're just trying to put your own spin in it to make it sound like your own thing. I'll, I'll, I'll link that, George. I'll send you that, George Carlin. He explains it better than I do, but this is the same okay. idea.
1: Yeah, you lost me. What the fuck? What, why are we talking about – P are we belittling PTSD? No, no, nothing we like doing? that. Nothing like that here? at all.
0: Nothing like that at all. What I'm saying is like <laughs> I- WWE has this nonsense of like changing things to make it sound like it's something else when it's just like, okay. Like you, you – like <sighs> – you don't need to over overstate it just to, for something simple. Like, uh, if I brought out like a freaking frying pan, you don't need to call it like a cooking metal device or something. Like, just call it a fucking frying <laughs> pan. Oh man, that's that's Listen. what I'm saying. It's just like that. I think that's what George Carlin was saying. Is just to use that example. And back then, when he was doing, he, he, was, he was he was a great comedian, by the way. But um, I mean, he was basically stating like, just, just why are you using a why are you using a dollar word when a nickel word would work. This is wow.
1: I I, I don't mind it. It's it's fine with me. It's Uh, dumb. I I, I mean it's is it unnecessary? A little, but I don't care. I mean who buys pay-per-views? Pay-per-views aren't a thing anymore. It's 2022. I get it. Start the new year. You want to get your shit going, just start it now. Who cares? Just drop it in there. Don't say it's like when people did fads in high school. They just did it. They don't bring attention to it. Just do it.
0: Was this Nike? Shut up.
1: I mean, I'm more more of a Reebok kind of guy, honestly. I'm more of a Shaq guy. Kind <laughs> of <laughs> But yeah, I mean, day one was okay. I saw I saw two matches that really piqued my interest. Uh, I saw Liv versus Becky, uh, and then I saw the the Fatal Five Way, which, believe it or not, about a month ago started as a one on one between Biggie and Seth Rollins. But you know WWE, they gotta like to they want to convolute things. Um it was all right. I mean, those two matches uh I saw some uh Ridge Holland got injured because and, and people need to stop doing this move, but Ricochet did a standing 540 with the help of Cesaro and he landed boot to fucking nose on Ridge Holland. So, go look at that. That was kind of graphic. Um uh, but I mean, Day 1 was okay. Um Becky versus Liv was really good. Um it's also really disappointing because this is live second chance at becky's title and uh becky went over and uh, you can tell that becky was supposed to go over dirty but she kind of went over clean she hits the manhandle slam off the rope uh and you can tell becky tries to go for the rope, but she's too far so in actuality it just looks like you know becky pinned her clean after pinning her dirty before so i mean i don't think lives ever getting that title and i think this just cements it so let's see which one of the other four horsewomen come in and fights Becky for the next six months into WrestleMania? I'm excited about that. Can't you tell?
0: Uh, Garbage. Bad booking. Do, bad would booking. you
1: have put Liv over?
0: Uh, no, because he kind of booked her like a dork.
1: I, I, mean, like I-, I mean, I mean, so, okay. So I was talking about this actually with another friend of mine. But I think ever since they struck gold with, Brian, with Daniel Bryan, which to his own credit... It wasn't even up to W it wasn't planned like that. Daniel Bryan was just so organically of a baby face and an underdog he forced WWE's hand. but I think, I think WWE tries to self-masturbate themselves to thinking, "Oh, we can make anyone Daniel Bryan, just make them lose, and then they win eventually." But I, I don't think they understand that you can't capture that. you can't fabricate that, you know. Like, I mean, a lot of people are behind live, but it's never going to be to the point. Of, you know, Brian, Dan- or Brian Danielson, Daniel Bryan. God, I'm, like, well, all the names are confusing. Homeboy came in with a lot, you know. Like,
0: he had a lot of backing. He had a lot of things going good for him. He had a storied career in Ring of Honor. Liv Morgan's, my understanding was, she's always been a WWE kind of girl, right? Like, I don't know if she had an indie career before. But, if she did, I'm sorry, I, I didn't know. But, Daniel Bryan got over. Despite WWE, I mean, if you watch like his old NXT promos and stuff, where like they, they're they're basically talking down men of his size and stuff, and that's always like Michael Cole was there, like trying to shit talk him, and an old clip like I think the Miz was there, Chris Jericho and Matt Hardy and stuff, and it's like, dude, do you not know who these guys are? Like, just because they're not WWE, they're not great or something. Like, it's it's so stupid, man. And like, it's just it's just it's just the greater problem in WWE's Mike, um Microcosm of how they book everything. It's so it's so dumb. Like, and I I'm tired of beating this. I, I'm just tired of talking about it, dude. Like, what else do I need? we need to say? It's the same thing. They they think that they they give live a couple of wins. She's suddenly a contender. When it's like, no, dude. Like you've had like a long history of not being anything. And people latch on to you because it's an exciting new matchup. That's why, like, in my opinion, that's that's why some of these people get over is because. They, they see its a new face and like maybe they they have a good following and stuff. Like, I would love to see Liv as a champion someday, but me, it's got to be like a good story. It's got to be something that's built up over a couple of months and stuff. But like, WWE fumbles back because they book them like dorks and dweebs. And I, I don't know, man. And I, also, it's my fault. I don't watch the product enough to really have that well of an opinion on it, but I'm done. I'm just, <laughs> got oh, I got a headache. I got a headache.
1: Again, it no was, disrespect to Liv or anything. Like she's she's a great phenomenal talent. It's I'm I'll never criticize the talent. I'll criticize the booking. I mean, this totally. was like a this was such a I, if you if you got like twenty minutes and you're, you want to watch a, a like put on a fine wrestling match. This is great. This is a really good uh, showing out for Live. Uh, I think she hits the sunset flip power bomb better than most people I've seen do it nowadays. I uh, saw well, there was a move that she hit off the corner. I was like was, was she, that the, the yeah, power bomb? Yeah. Yeah, she she flips over the back of Becky, she lands on her feet, and then she takes her out to the ring and then power bombs her. Yeah. Yeah, that was badass. I was like, damn, that's like I mean, if she, 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 she,
0: she, she had a two, three month build where she was booked strongly, dude, give her the title all day. But like this 50 booking WWE does, like with Tony Storm. And that's Oh
1: god, don't even I'm I'm so pissed about I mean I'm happy for her, thank God, but I no I I'm mean, I'm,
0: I'm really happy for her too, but I understand like if it's if it's if she left because of why it was reported, I understand completely. Like,
1: Yeah, of course. Like, I mean, God. like, So so if you don't know Tony Storm, we're moving away from live real quick. But, I mean, Tony Storm was a phenomenal talent all around the world. She's proved herself uh, in stardom. Uh, she won the red belt, which is their, their highest belt over there. Um, I mean, she's a great talent. She's wrestled on the indies. Uh, she went over to NXT UK, and that was a really big signing because she was 21 at the time. It was like the biggest signing like WWE win after um and she she had she killed it in in NXT UK. She came over to the States around the pandemic and did NXT here but um it it's there where she started uh kind of not getting booked. Uh again, it all comes back to booking, but she started not getting booked uh frequently. She would come in for a small program uh either win or lose and then she'd go away for a while. And then they said, fuck it, let's get her up to the main roster. Let's hype her up. It's a big deal. Cause I mean, she has star potential. She's an amazing wrestler, star potential. She's got the look and everything. Full package, you think WWE would want. And then they do nothing with her and they put her in catering for every show. And it's just God, what a what a waste of such an amazing talent. And God, I feel this is deja vu. How many times do we talk about this, Nate?
0: That's what I'm talking about. Just, what else do you want me to say that hasn't been said? Trash booking.
1: And, I mean, they she got out of her contract. Uh, it's reported that she quit because on uh, a day that she wasn't even scheduled to be at a live event, they called her at 8 a.m. and said, hey, you're on tonight. Fly in. Um, a lot of people are reporting it's mental health issues as well. Um, but I... I honestly I honestly just see it as frustration growing. I don't I even do count it towards mental health issues. I think it's just frustration not being utilized. She knows her worth. Why why a multi billion dollar company can't see her worth is beyond me, but again, I digress. We've talked about this more than enough. Um, it's just stupid.
0: Trash, bro. Trash.
1: The it's Fatal Five way. Booking. And day one was really good. Stupid booking.
0: I heard that was cool. You know, I saw the clip of Brock going through uh, Bobby Lashley. If they do that feud, which they should have should have done like many years ago. I time it up, bro.
1: I, I th- so so here here here's here's the galaxy brain that fucking WWE has teed up for them already. You do a rematch Big E versus Brock. Big E's always wanted that one on one. Uh you do that at the Rumble. Brock wins, goes over, it's fine. Bobby wins that night, wins the Rumble, that's fine. You build up to Bobby and Brock, never been done before, 1v1 at WrestleMania. Two big, slapping, meaty men. I'll take that. You know, WWE doesn't give me a lot as far as booking and storytelling, but you know what? They do give me big men slapping meat, and I'm fine with that. Is it going to make up for all the bullshit they've given me over the years? No, but I mean, I'll take those victories when I can. (laughs) Mm-hmm. Oh, man. I just feel like they're going to like... I know y'all
0: wanted to see, uh, you know, Roman... You wanted to see Lashley and Lesnar, but here's Roman Reigns again. <laughs> continue oh, my God. It, it,
1: okay, so the only reason I would want to see Lesnar and Reigns is if they finally do away with the Universal title. Do a title versus title unification. I get it. Those, those suck. They're tried out and true. But, I mean, just do that. You know, Brock came back. He destroyed everybody. Got a title. I mean if you want to do Brock and Bobby Lashley at Royal Rumble, that's fine, I guess. A little underwhelming for Bobby, who's who who put in the work as champ. Uh and then you can lead to Brock and Roman for title versus title. But I think they might want to try and move towards Roman versus the Rock. I don't know how sure that is though. Will I watch it? Probably. Do I like The Rock that much? I think so. I'm a little confused, maybe. But we'll see how that goes. Uh, again, I I don't follow WWE day to day the way I do other wrestling promotions because it's just not fucking worth doing that. Uh, but I mean, when they again, when they they know how to put on the big meaty men slapping each other matches, and I'll always tune into those.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. <laughs> you're right about that. I
1: mean, I mean, I mean, we've we've tuned into fucking the Saudi Arabia show. We tuned into that for no reason. I don't know yeah. what drew us to it, but we did.
0: Yeah, you're right about that. <laughs> <laughs> right,
1: like, let's talk let's talk about wrestling we like. I think it's time we treat ourselves. We we aren't we are talking about things we actually enjoy. Yeah. With product sign
0: Okay, do we want do do we wanna talk about AEW or the or the whole fiasco that happened with the with Tony Khan and, you know, Big Swole? Uh
1: I mean, yeah, I think I think I think it's worth mentioning, uh, for sure. I think not mentioning it and sweeping another rug uh is is one of the worst things you can do especially and again this is going to be a lot of 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 talking points here there's a lot of viewpoints and everything um but uh big swole if you don't know uh was recently a wrestler that uh did not renew a contract with aew Uh, i believe she was one of the first batch of you know first timers that signed on when the company first launched three years ago at this point it's crazy to think about um and she was one of the first to not re-sign. um so that was that was a big topic of discussion amongst uh the wrestling community um and then she recently came out um and and talked about the reasons uh basically of why she didn't re-sign. um and I mean, so so what she said. This is all quoting. I'm gonna. I'm pulling up an article right now. So excuse me for sounding like this if I don't know what I'm talking about. Uh, but she did say, "quote I do not beat around the bush when it comes to diversity in my people. There's no representation truly, and when there is, it does not come across in the black community is genuine at all. And I don't know why everybody is so afraid to accept it or say it, but it's not a good look." What happens is, you have this wonderful company that treats people like family, but there's nobody that looks like me that is represented at the top. They're not in the room with them. They're not helping to necessarily influence decisions, but to explain why certain slang, why there are certain words that shouldn't be said. There's no one else who can explain our culture and our experience except for us. Uh, She goes on to talk that she thinks AEW can make better strides than before. Uh, Some things need to be fixed. Uh, But uh, you have to be able to call out people because, you know, not everything is perfect. And... Listen, I, I, I've talked about this extensively with friend groups, other people, my girlfriend. Um, the, the way this came across to me when I first read it was that uh, Big Swole feels like there's not enough people of color, black people, uh, you know, diversity in, in the big behind the scenes calling the shots. Uh, people were quick to say that, you know, just because, you know, your color and your race doesn't equal, you know, championship material. And I, I understand that. Again, this is a young company. They've had, what, maybe 16 champions at most, if you count the, the three years. Um, you've had five or only four world title you know, champions so far. It's a young company. They're in their infancy. And the, the way they book their storytelling is through months and months of storylines, not haphazardly throwing the title around from people to people. So, so what, I, what I took from that, was that, again, that she doesn't see a, a big diversity on the backstage influencing the bigger decisions around the company. Um, Tony Khan jumped on Twitter. Uh, let me find his tweet real quick. I will edit this out if it takes too long to find it because I should have been more prepared. <laughs> uh, uh, uh,
0: we can just give a quick take. Like it, He basically promoted Rampage. No, no, no,
1: no, no. I want to I read this. Oh, I, okay. I, I, I wanna, yeah, I want to I I I be authentic, genuine. Yeah, I uh, want to give him a taste. I want to give him a taste. So in response to uh, the Fightful Wrestling uh, article that came out, Tony Khan quote tweeted this and said, The two top AEW execs are brown. Uh, Jade Bowens, Caster, Dante, Nyla, Isaiah, and Mark Quinn all won on TV this month. The TBS title tournament has been very diverse. I let Swole's contract expire as I felt her wrestling wasn't good enough. Hashtag AEW Rampage Street Fight tonight in caps. Um and so so a few things to take away from this from this tweet. Tony Khan should stay off Twitter. <laughs> Tony Khan needs a PR person. I don't think Tony Khan should allow Twitter to be on his phone while he's at Jacksonville Jaguar Games, while he's with uh FC uh F- FC Fulham. I don't think he should be on Twitter. I that's that's my take. I don't ever have th- I've never thought that ceos and general managers of big multi-billion dollar companies should be on twitter because it's really easy to discredit yourself on there you have to hold yourself to a standard and clearly tony khan didn't hold himself to a standard here i think that he undermined his entire you know uh critiques of big swole's argument because he had to get in a dig at her you know he had to be the last one to have the last word um i I think it's a very bad way it's a very bad look it's a it's easy to diversify a it's easy to divide a locker room when you respond like this it shows you don't take criticism very well and i know he has a history of not taking criticism the best who who does but again when you're when you're the ceo and general manager of this company you have to be you have to be better you know you have to hold yourself to not being that that kind of person on twitter and and where where the masses can see it, um, and, and it's it's easy for me, at least personally, to see with how easily he responded in such a childish way that he completely missed the point of Big Swole's arguments and her criticisms. Um, I, I you you said this earlier. This could have been done easily, gracefully. It, it was teed up. Uh, Tony Khan could have just said, you know. I'm confident in our team here. Um, any criticisms that we get from current slash former employees, we always take seriously, and we work to make strides to be better. Always uh, catch rampage tonight. Street fight. He could have easily set that up. It would have been great. It would have been. It would. It would have. It would have accepted that. You know, he 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 listens to Swole's, uh criticisms, and he he even if he does, and even even if he did that it it at least shows the general public that he's aware of it and here it sounds like he's kind of tone deaf and again it feels like everything that swole said kind of went over his head uh especially when you want to just show that oh look at all these people of color who want on tv i feel like that's not really the that's not the answer you got to give people it just feels like an easy cop out
0: yeah uh me personally, I probably agreed with about 20, 30% of what Big Soul said. Um, I th- of course, everyone could do better, right? Diversity is important as well as representation. But you got to it's a double-edged sword because um, – and, me, me, and Kyle, me and Kyle are both people of color as well. Uh, but, you know, growing up when I lacked like she made the argument or she said that her daughter doesn't see anyone like her, I guess, in the main event scene or on TV. And I could see how that, that might be as well um growing up when i first saw eddie Guerrero, and he was looked like me talk like me talk to my family and met a lot like hey dude this is a dude who's like us and he's out here bit doing what he does best and stuff and you know was a little bit tongue-in-cheek with them yeah you know like the lowriders and all that but that's our culture <laughs> and it's good it's great <laughs> yeah and, but i i think what made me latch on to him the most was that the way he was booked and presented the storylines he was involved in and just the amazing wrestler that he was. I think you need both of that. And, and when it comes to, you know, cause all the champions are going to be the people who are the, who are the biggest draws who are, who are the most over, who are probably the best talents and stuff like that. Cause ultimately it's a business, right? You want to bring in the crowd, you want to bring in a viewership and, you know, I, I have no doubt that if like someone like Keith Lee showed up, he'd be a main event player and he'd be a very heavily focused uh, person and stuff like that as well. But I, I think diversity is a little different, a little bit different, but it's, you can't just shoehorn someone in because of the, the, the color that they are and stuff like that. Because then it's just, it's not diversity. You're just, you're just trying to meet a quota. And again, it's it's very touching. It's very difficult and stuff like that because it becomes down to a lot of arbitrary things and all that. But I think AEW has done a really good job of showcasing a diverse pool of talent. Uh, Jade Cargill is being pushed heavily, and she's a person of color. Nih- Nyla Rose is a former champion, and she's probably going to get another run at the belt. She's incredibly over. And, you know, she's an indigenous woman, trans woman, Rio was the first champion. She was Japanese and Asian descent. The current tag team champions are two Hispanics, two Mexicans. In a division that's stacked with people, Puerto Rican teams, stacked with <laughs> these dudes from from uh <laughs> from North Carolina. Like it's a diverse cast and I, I A-A-W can do better. Um they definitely could do better and I think they will. Uh but I I didn't see that part of the argument, to be honest with you.
1: Yeah, no, for sure. I mean, and uh, again, it's it's one thing that's, um, you know, it's it's one thing to say that AEW is totally non-inclusive. That's definitely not on the right side of 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 what they actually do. Um, and it's it, it sucks that Tony Khan responded this way because again, uh, just because you you feel like you are doing better uh, doesn't negate the experiences of some person you know you yeah 99 exactly. percent of the people might be feeling good about what they're doing but the one person you have to treat you know just as fairly as you do that 99 um i know the 99 percent looks good but i mean you do have to consider what that one person's experience truly were and i think that could have been again easily solved with a private conversation uh an exit survey when she decided not to renew her contract they could have hashed this out um and i i don't think they need to be taking things this kind of public it, it's not really a good look and then again people uh started bringing up an old quote from 2020 of tony khan saying quote uh she's a great wrestler she's got a great personality i think in the ring she's gotten better and she can continue to get better she has risen up she had a great record in 2020 and reached the top contender at one point she got a title shot but didn't beat cheetah but she had a great match and she's had a lot of great matches. I really like Swole.
0: <clears throat> just,
1: so saying that kind of stuff, and then coming here, it's just it's not it's not the greatest look Tony Khan can give. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah, no, I I, I agree with that 100%. Like you're an executive of a company, stay off Twitter, dude. Get a PR person. You get, you have the money, do that. It'll pay itself for <laughs> in no time. Like that that was that should have been such a slam dunk home run with PR and stuff or you know like that none of that needed to happen and yeah, kudos to Leo Rush for sticking up for, for, for things and trying to remedy the situation
1: as yeah well- Leo Rush was definitely one of the first and most outspoken people about it he said he was pissed off he said he wanted to talk to Tony he demanded an apology and it sounds like they hashed out uh, I know Tony Khan's super high on Leo mm-hmm. um, and, and again uh, this all just boils down to um you have to treat everyone's uh, viewpoints the same you have to give them all the attention and again just cuz you know 99% of the people of color diverse cast you have is satisfied doesn't negate that one person's experiences their personal experiences with a company so yeah uh, again, again that, that,
0: this is that, just souls experience you know so yeah
1: exactly it's it's her own it's again it's her truth um it's what she felt in the moments and I just felt like this could have been better handled. Um, you, you, you always see this happening in companies. And uh, I feel like it was a, a bound. To, it was a if not now when kind of moment for AEW to have this kind of uh, moment. It just sucks that it came at the expense of Tony Khan looking a little less than perfect. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah. Tony but, Khan really screwed up there, in my opinion. He shouldn't just have said anything
1: yeah again we we've said it like it was a perfect tee up but it is what it is and hopefully uh tony khan can talk with big soul personally in private they can hash some things out and hopefully we can just keep moving on and again most most of the people are fine with how AEW works especially the workers and that's the most important part um i think exit surveys would be perfect for a company like AEW. Uh, cause you know, you expect them to be on the up and up of everything and everything goes right with them, but, uh, you can always, you can always improve. Every, everyone can always improve.
0: Yeah. And, you know, Tony Khan's a person of color too. And, you know, I'm, I'm glad that, that, that happens and exists. And it seems like he's real receptive, you know, to, to feedback and stuff. It just, maybe he doesn't handle criticism the, the best and we could probably get deeper into like why he lashed out and stuff like that, but I, I don't really care too. It doesn't really matter um it's point is that should have never been said never should have happened and uh hopefully this is all behind us and hopefully aw and other promotions continue to, to put forward diversity and representation as well as quality storytelling quality wrestlers and all that under the sun so that's all i got got to say about that
1: do you know how hard i pop every time the line and the lucha brothers theme song meet us in the ring where the Mexicans do you know how hard I pop every time? I love that line so much. <laughs> Smart.
0: I like the idea. Big brains over here, bro.
1: I'm shoving my face full of waffle because I haven't eaten breakfast yet. But take us on to our next topic.
0: You know, you. Okay, I'm glad. I, I'm not going to get mad at you for eating because I was going to do the same thing. I, was, I have barbecue <laughs> that I want to eat, man. <laughs> Those, I have this little old, old spare ribs. Shoot. I I'm, might I'm, I'm heat that up while you talk next time. So, just don't, you know, just don't
1: chew into the mic.
0: Hey, I, I want to taste that. Anyway, uh, yeah, we had a lot of big things happen in the past couple weeks. GCW, I, we've talked about GCW a lot, man. They always put out bangers of matches. They have a lot of talent coming in. And who other than Jeff Jarrett shows up last night <laughs> in uh, one of the matches to sneak attack someone? And, uh, man, I, GCW needs to come down here, baby. We need to check out their shows. We need that to happen
1: they've been killing it this year man i swear with matt cardona john moxley um thunder you know, rosa showed up thunder rosa showed up nick gage yeah. of course always being a tent pole. i mean gcw's been on the come up i really hope they can hit the, like a bigger stride in 2022 especially with all the ring of honor talents that are basically free agents right now i really i really hope gcw continues to grow
0: same here man same here uh like i said the indies are thriving right now man like too many, too much good talent, and you, you could pretty much go to a show every other weekend if you want and see some, some decent good talent and good matches and stuff. So, I hope this continues for for a long time. But anyway, uh, moving on, AW had a good couple matches. We'll, we'll get into some of them. Uh, the TBS tournament continued with Nyla Rose versus Ruby Soho and Jade versus Thunder Rosa. Both were good matches, um, and it looks like Jade is going to be advancing. Over to the finals, along with Ruby Soho, who scored a victory over Nyla Rose. And uh, there seems to be an uh, evolving story with Thunder Rosa, as she was attacked by none other than Mercedes Martinez, making her second AEW debut after she was a part of the Battle Royal from All, all In, I think, with the first, first inaugural show. I'm excited for what that holds. Uh, Mercedes Martinez, is one, one of the best wrestlers, I think, right now and was very underutilized and uh by yeah, who she, she she spoke pretty harshly about the way WWE treated her and uh, the the practices that they had uh so hopefully we'll see where that goes um Greensboro Coliseum saw uh the, re- the historic return of Sting to the arena after like 23 years where he teamed up with CM Punk, Darby Allen against FTR and MJF in a wonderful, awesome match. Sting's always a treat to watch, and it never ceases to amaze me how every time I see him, he's continuing to kill it at such yeah. a at such oh, a yeah, want, young age.
1: I want I want to talk about this match because I really and going back, I think um, I think that a. Uh, I think Ruby Soho is gonna take this tournament after. Talk about the match because I'm gonna get some barbecue. Oh great! Oh, you're really just throwing me on the spot here. Uh, uh, yeah, no. Uh, both of them had a really good match. Uh, both wim- uh, both sets of women. Uh, you had God, I can hear everything you're doing back there. I'm gonna have to edit all that sound out. Jesus. Uh, uh, Ruby Soho versus the Rose was a really, really fun match. Um, I feel like Ruby Soho is getting booked so well. Uh, especially as uh underdog in matches you know Nyla's always going to be the big powerhouse the the over overpowering one and i think they really set up ruby soho to be uh, a good fighting underdog um she has the style for it she has the size for it too and i think that's going to mesh really well with jade and i'll give props to jade because i believe this was her longest match in aew so far and it was it was really it was it surprised me honestly i thought thunder rosa was gonna have to do a lot of the carrying for this match uh but jade hung in there uh there there are some spots where there's some disconnect you can tell that of course jade is still green uh again a long match with a veteran is always good experience you could tell that jade kind of felt some of the pressure in the moment but the women held together and i'm very excited to see how jade and uh, ruby kick it off and tear it up on wednesday Which is going to be the very first uh, TBS uh, show of the new year for AEW since they made their move. But, CM Punk Darby Sting took on FTR and MJF. I just rewatched this match with a friend last night about 4am because we were bored so I showed him wrestling. uh, As you do. And my god, Sting going so hard at 60. 62 I believe. This man's jumping from the top rope to the outside. He's taking bumps left and right. He's getting winded of course as you do with age because he's doing so many stinger splashes in the corner um ftr is just you can tell they respect and revere sting because of how well they work with him and all the bumps mjf took one of the craziest bumps i've seen so far where Sting throws him from the ring to the outside ftr catches him but it looks like mjf just dives right onto his head It, it, it was a fun match i love i love that we're teasing mjf and cm punk but as of the last New Year Smash show, you can tell both men are moving away from it because they have no interest. You can save this feud uh, for revolution. You can save this feud for double or nothing for the next All Out. You can save this. And I love that just because two men seem like they're on a collision doesn't mean they have to be. They can settle their differences without ever throwing punches, and they did here. Uh, MJF is going to ride the high that CM Punk was quote-unquote afraid of him. Even though MJF was doing laps on the concourse. Literally going through the fans. It was so good. MJF continues to prove why he just gets it. And he's one of the best heels in the business. Uh, really fun match. CM Punk, Darby, MJ, uh, Sting, excuse me, get the win. Very fun match. Very, very fun six-man trios match. Uh, I, I really hope we get to see Darby and Sting get closer to the title picture, honestly. They always... Mention of how they are undefeated as a team, and I really like their dynamic. This goes back to when Sting debuted at Winter Is Coming last year, and how Darby was the only one not afraid and not imposed by the presence that is Sting. And I think the relationship they've built is is really good. And God, I I wish Sting was utilized half as well as he was in AEW as he uh in WWE as he was in AEW because really screwed the pooch on that one, and he could have gone. Probably way harder back then, because that was, what, uh seven years ago at this point or something? But, yeah,
0: about 2013,
1: 2014, but, right? Yeah, yeah that's not, I think 2015, I think. I'm not going to look it up, because I'm not that invested. But, I digress. WWE will always be WWE. Tell me about Hook, Nathan, as I take more bites of my waffle.
0: You don't even know me. You don't even know. Dude, man, I, my brother was... <laughs> <laughs> he's he's action Bronson mark now, baby. This is like, dude, Hook's team's so good. And I'm like, hell yeah, baby. And every time, you know, me and him just like every time we're in chat flexing or talking mess, a hook gift comes out. It's great. <laughs> I love Hook, bro. Everything about him, Chef's kissing. Shout out to Brett Bronson from really putting him over and really making him shine. Um, Hook is showing so much talent right now that's i mean and what what can you expect you're surrounded by like you're strong by wrestlers your dad's taz like you got a company that's been working with you for years and for that kid to feel that pressure and come out and just show out like that
1: my man
0: is no, going in and them
1: his technique is so good everything he does from his from his over-the-top suplexes to red rum and how well he makes that move look i mean you can tell he's really paid attention to the ins and outs of in the ring not just you know being a personality because i mean this kid has charisma he's dripping with it and you can easily just kind of write that for your first few months of being a professional wrestler but man he's really just into this and god I, i can't imagine what he's gonna look like give him you know another two years or so i mean i could see him in the tnt title picture asap um i wonder how long they're gonna keep him going undefeated and what kind of talent? Because I thought Bear Bronson was uh, a, a step up. Honestly, you know, Fuego, Fuego, I love Fuego, but I mean, you put Bear Bronson and Fuego del Sol, you know, match him up, and I mean, there's a jump in talent. So it's crazy to see how the steps that Hook is going to take going from here on out is going to look like.
0: Uh, agreed, man. Um, I'm really excited to see where his career goes and continues to go from here. He's uh... Got the gentleman,
1: the, the chairman's intent. You know. <laughs> you don't funny. even know me. Oh, me. You don't even know. <laughs> oh, Two God, puffs got
0: me feeling like Lawrence Taylor. And I say that line because I'm asthmatic.
1: God, I'm gonna go listen to Action Bronson after this. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go Action cook. Action Bronson's really good, dude. Toss Action some Action Bronson's Bronson really on while I cook. Watch Cobra Kai after I'm done. God, it's gonna be, it's gonna be a good, it's gonna be a good Sunday afternoon. I'm feeling it. Talk about this, because I don't give a shit about this. Talk about it. You know what I'm talking about. Let me tell about. you. Let me tell you. Let me tell here you what a boy said.
0: They know what they're doing.
1: My man. listen. are
0: time champion. are <laughs> talking <Not>,
1: oh, <laughs> God Oh, <laughs> God.
0: Back to the mother baby.
1: Listen here, listen. daddy.
0: Let me tell you something, no.
1: daddy. Yeah, no, let me, let me put a few bars down for you. Listen, everyone on Reddit, on Twitter, on Wrestling Communities... <clears throat> They, they, they're they're acting like this is such a big brain galaxy move by Cody They're, they're saying oh you're you're not even ready for when he does. He's he's getting you. You're, you're not even ready for the payoff Like I everyone knows what he's doing Everyone knows that he's deranged. He thinks he's the babyface. He's already the heel Everyone, but Cody knows it. I get what they're doing. They're not doing anything crazy it's nothing so special and unique of a story. Oh, great. Here comes the aquatic ambiance. It's it's I, I talk about Cody because I I cause I mean, this is a wrestling podcast, so we got to talk about wrestling, but it's not the craziest story, and I don't give a shit about it. He won the TNT title. That was a given as soon as Sammy and him got into the ring. I just kind of felt it. I called it from the beginning. Cody was going to win that night. Uh, you can argue that some of it was to keep Sammy off TV for a little bit because there's some weird drama and heat that he's getting with fans. It because they because fans are the worst and they don't know how to stay out of people's personal lives. That's uh, all. That's
0: all so stupid.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, just let people fucking live their lives. They owe you just, nothing. Just, just don't even just don't even get on social media because Twitter's yeah. not a real place. They're, they're these wrestlers aren't your friends. They're not your BF. They don't owe you shit. They're all humans. Perfect and imperfect as we are, and they don't owe you a goddamn thing. Leave. But they would
0: like my barbecue. I bet you that.
1: Oh, I mean, yeah, I mean, for sure. I mean, I'll cook them up some grilled teriyaki. Get some teriyaki sauce on there. I, I got you, Sammy. I know you live in H town, baby. Come down and hang out. The Come Spanish hang- God and the Mexican God.
0: Come try Let's some of this. my ribs. It's so good, make you want to slap your mama.
1: <laughs> but again, yeah, stay out of their lives. Stay out of the person's lives. But going on to Cody, I mean. They're not doing anything crazy and I, I don't get where all this congratulatory like crazy like oh you're not ready for Cody He's doing it You're not ready for the Cody move It's like I get it I I, I know that he is a baby face in his mind that he's healing persona persona. I know that one day he's gonna hit the pedigree instead of the tiger driver. He's trying to lure us into that sense of security. I I get it. Nothing's crazy. You're not you're not special Cody your matches. I like I like watching wrestling a lot Okay, do I get bored with Cody? Yes, I do do I think his matches are not the most exciting and up my wheelhouse? Yes, I do. I don't care Stop stop with these fucking fans. It's the fans at this point to me that are so quick to congratulate Cody because he's Pulling the biggest heist in wrestling history, apparently, because he's such a master storyteller. No, he's not! He's just a fucking guy with a Transformers tattoo on his fucking neck. And don't even get me started on the Brandy thing. I hated that Brandy Dan Lambert segment. There are some really good lines by Dan Lambert, but the rest of the segment, I didn't give a shit about. I love that segment. (laughs) Just. Just, I'm not even being a mark, I, I love that sound, it was funny. I, listen, Dan Lambert is always gonna own on the mic. He had the best lines of that promo, but it was unnecessary. It was it was weird how how they want to hold people to a higher standard and not be just the wife or just be the associate, but Brandy's fine being that just for Cody, it's, it's so convoluted and weird and backtracking on so many things that Brandy's done in the past. I don't give a shit about it. Dan Lambert said I'm, I'm gonna beat up a woman on national television for you. That was crazy. But uh, Cody's not doing anything special. I haven't been interested in anything Cody's done since his NWA title run back in Ring of Honor when he was with the Bullet Club. Everything from the Cody verse memes to beating Malachi because he wanted three matches with him to winning his third TNT title for God knows why. Uh, I I don't care. I've moved past the need for Cody. I've said this before we've evolved past the need for Cody I don't give a shit if you were to say hey, I'm gonna be in the gorilla position I'd be like cool Do do something cool from that position cuz I I'd rather see you there than in the ring I'm done cut the music cut my music cut my music. Ugh. I blacked out what happened? uh you, you just don't Don't get it. say I got worked. I'll kill you. I'll no, kill you. You did get
0: worked. You did get no, worked. I, no, yeah, I didn't. Did yeah, you did. You got
1: worked. No, there's no working here. It's so obvious. There's no working. If I was getting worked, I would be on the fucking side of these stupid fans saying, oh, this is the greatest storytelling wool over my eyes ever. I'm not getting worked. It's so painfully obvious, and it's so boring to me. I don't give a shit.
0: <laughs> Dude, Bullyway would be so proud of Cody right now because he's getting legit heat,
1: working fast There's like no you. heat. I just working don't care. Like there is no heat. Like <laughs> oh, my God.
0: getting work, bro. I'm telling you. 40 d chess right oh. now. I'm on, How I'm on, I'm me and my third eye that Kyrie Irving gave me are just looking at all this and yeah. Mommy. Did he give
1: you that from Flat Earth or what? Yeah, dude, Flatonia. It's like a couple <laughs> <laughs> hours away from me. I, I just don't care about Cody. I'm not getting worked. You're getting worked. There's no work. There's no working here.
0: You're 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 working right now. You're working up how at You're I, working. You're working your freaking patience right now because you you can't apprehend the big brain uh, IQ that's going on right now.
1: See, you're one of these fucking fans. I can't tell if you're just me on I mean or you really believe this. I don't know, you can't
0: tell the difference between Cody, so you must be getting worked either way. God right? fuck you. I'll <laughs> kill you! I'll kill you. <laughs> oh money man money man money man money man Bump bump. Always wanna start so hot. Bump. Bump. Always wanna be Cody. Uh uh. Uh, uh. But uh, so uh, uh. I, I got you. Me. I got you, dude. I got you. I got you in the corner. You're sweating right now. I got you. I got you. Don't worry. Don't I'm worry. S- worry. I'm
1: sweating because my heater's on right now, so I'm sweating. It's hot, hot as fuck in this office. I got my PC running, my heaters running. It's hot. It's the only reason don't I'm worry, sweating. I got, I got you. I got you. it's fine. It's fine. It's
0: fine. You're, fine. Oh God. You're fine. You're fine. Bump.
1: Bump. Anyway, Bump. let's let's move on to a wrestler that I actually very much enjoy, and that's Adam Cole, baby, because this man's been killing it, dog. God, he's he he's had amazing matches already. That match with Orange Cassidy was everything I've wanted. It felt like Indie Indie Day. They gave us so many matches that feel like that, like it's just the biggest indie match we've seen on live television. Uh Adam Cole versus Orange Cassidy at the Holiday Bash edition of Dynamite 2 weeks ago. This was the match where Kyle O'Reilly finally made his AEW debut fresh off the heels of NXT in WWE. Uh, dropping a steel cage match to some guy. I can't even remember his name. Uh, Von Von something. Von Dumbass. Uh, it, it, Kyle O'Reilly is finally in AEW. Red Dragon is back. The team of Bobby Fish and Kyle O'Reilly. If you don't know these guys, go watch their NJPW matches. Uh, they took on Roppongi, 3K, Show and Yo. They wrestled. Uh, they defended the ROH Tag Titles at Wrestle Kingdom, in, I think 2015. Um, these guys are one of the best tag team titles uh, run, like best tag teams ever. If you don't know their undisputed era work from NXT, go watch some of those clips. Uh, Adam Cole's bringing the undisputed era, and I can't wait for the tension. It's gonna it's gonna build with the Young Bucks. Mm,
0: that's a very good underlining story right there happening. And he still got the, well, we know Kevin's not coming back or coming here. So that's, that's, it's axed that, but the formation of Redragon, Dragon, Adam Cole, this loyalty split between the Young Bucks and also uh, Kyle O'Reilly. I also love, love, love the fact how AEW n- incorporates WWE storylines into that. Like, we all know they were an undisputed era. We all know they had some tension, but Kyle O'Reilly even acknowledged that and be like, look, man, we had our shit. Not to say that, you know, that's not still there. But in AW, you want to succeed, you want to thrive, you want to be on top. You got to be in a faction. It's a necessary evil. I'll have your back tonight, but let's see if you have mine. And then they go, they go and do the thing. And it's great. It's amazing. And they and, and they get put over against a great faction like the or like Orange Cassidy and best friends. Who, if I want even get myself more into the pot of chaos. So you know, let's get some Bullet Club chaos thing going on or something.
1: The under, I, I loved everything because even Annie. My girlfriend, wonderful human being. I love her to death. Uh, when Adam Cole first showed up and Kenny gave that promo about taking some time off uh, and he said, I'm going to need you to hold down the fort while I'm gone. And Adam Cole was quick to say, I got you. And then, you know, Kenny said, I was talking to the Bucks and he was quick to be like, oh, fuck. Adam Cole's taking over, isn't he? And in my little baby brain, I was like, oh, just wait. Just wait till Bobby Fish and Kyle O'Reilly show up. And then it's going to be all out war, baby. And now here we are kenny omega will eventually come back the bucks will turn face uh adam cole and red dragon will be the heels in this and it's gonna be all out war i can't wait for that because adam cole versus kenny omega is one of the best matches you can put on for aew and i think that can even happen as early as uh revolution uh i really i really hope that they can i hope kenny omega takes as much time as he needs but i'm selfish and i also want kenny omega back already so there's so we'll, many people we'll that want
0: that match with Kenny Omega.
1: <laughs> I mean I mean shit. I mean you got CM Punk, you got you got the rematch with Brian Danielson, you got Adam Cole, Adam Kyle Page. O'Reilly, I think, Adam Page, yeah. You got that rematch in the can. Okada? I, think. Okada? I mean, fuck, I mean, don't even get me started on New Japan per wrestling. It's it's not looking great in Japan right now, okay? The virus is taking taking a swing on it, so I don't know if we're gonna get NJPW XAEW anytime soon. But one can be hopeful. Um, take a swing. Take a swing. You want take a swing? You got hey, uh, to the, the title. a
0: title.
1: You got title. Yeah, you get got the title. title. You the title. Get, get over there, son. Get over get there. On. What are you get, doing? Get, 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 get God, I title. love 2.0 I love everything they've done since they came over. God damn what. I what, love all they're getting put what,
0: over against Eddie Kingston and stuff like that. Like I love Eddie Kingston to death and stuff, but. I remember remember how I said I wanted the heels to win a little bit more, make it seem like it's not always just gonna be the, the, the baby faces getting to win. They're doing exactly what I wanted and I love it. Daniel Garcia, mm, I I do think they, they they need to stop doing that finish though. Like UK you did it twice, that's it. No more. Don't do the the roll up with the tights finish. If you're gonna if you're if you're gonna want them to win again, have them win clean. No screwing finishes.
1: God, we both sound like assholes just eating on this podcast. We're gross. I, I'm very excited because that's gross. Another yeah, I know. I'm sorry. I'll you're edit that close. out. I'm, I'm very excited. That's because... what you're mouth
0: for. You're good, dude. It's all good, baby. It's all good. <laughs> all
1: right. it. I'm, ex- I'm excited because there's another former NXT sign um, superstar that I think will be for AEW. And I can already see this. You got the best friends, Chuck Taylor, Trent. No, 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 no. Hold on. Just follow, follow this line with me. Ready? Mm-hmm. In a few months or in a few weeks, you can have the best friends, Trent, Chuck Taylor, Orange Cassidy, Wheeler Yuta, and a very new debuting, Johnny Gargano, baby. <laughs> just Johnny Gargano and Chucky T were some of the best tag team wrestling I've ever seen in PWG. Uh, they're, so, they're so good friends online. All their Twitter exchanges are hilarious. You got that five-man team, and you take on the team of the Young Bucks matt nick jackson red dragon kyle o'reilly bobby fish and the newly established leader of the undisputed elite adam cole and you do a 5v5 10-man tag and this match is the breaking point the oc the best friends johnny gargano go over the undisputed elite adam cole starts blaming the bucks the Bucs and red dragon jump the young bucks beating them to mercilessly they're bleeding they're battered maybe through a table or two And whose music hits but Kenny Omega's Battle Cry. And then you got it. You got the face turn for both the Bucks and Kenny. You got the battle lines drawn between the Undisputed Elite and the actual Super Elite. And you go from there. It's all money. Tony Khan, diversify your AEW riding group and get this Mexican on there, baby. I'm ready. I'm up to bat, baby. And I'm batting 1,000 right now. Sign me up, baby. I like it.
0: I think it's a big brain player. I'm saying. They don't well, even I'm need a title on. involved. Nope.
1: You got it. You my boy Keith Lee signs? Mm, mm. Oh, oh, baby. God. I miss Keith Lee. I miss seeing him in the ring. Photo
0: oh, I, baby. Give me what I want. God dang it. I got a grease stain on my shirt because of these ribs. I'm pissed. Stop, stop eating like an animal. Dude, okay. So there's no such thing as eating. Clean when it comes to barbecue, okay? You, you're gonna get sauce all over your fingers. You're gonna get juices flying everywhere. You're gonna get bones all over the place. You, you know, look like something out of Matt Gio and David and everything. And narrative. Nathan it's, takes another bite of that meaty tender bone, and he struggles <laughs> between his teeth as he compares his meal with last time. The hunt does not come off. Whatever you know, all that punch shit.
1: I I didn't eat any of that. Oh, that made my ears like that made me like oh I feel I feel I feel creeped out a little. Ugh. Uh, what? And it, that was just that was just some weird sounds in my ear. It was the weirdest ASMR, and it just made me feel. It made, I need a bath. I need a shower. Whatever,
0: bros. Whatever you say. Stone Cold Steve Austin.
1: What? <laughs> also, can we get fans to stop doing that? That's another annoyance of mine. Let's get fans what? to stop the what chance What? Moving on. We're all, we're all, we're at the finish line. I see I see the light at the end of the tunnel because I'm I'm ready to go watch Cobra Kai. I'm ready to see this. 51st Under-18 All-Valley Karate Tournament. You got AJ. In there. Oh, I'm excited. I can't. I hope I hope my boy Hawk gets the confidence he needs. I hope he realizes the Mohawk was inside him all along. Mm. I can't wait. Anyway, mm-hmm. TJ took on the Bunny and Penelope Ford in a street fight. And man, these ladies said, fuck y'all. We're doing the craziest spots. We're doing half-broken tables, smashing candy glass bottles on each other. I'll blade. I don't give a fuck. These women fucking sold it, dude. I this was the match of the night, I think, for Rampage. Uh, the last one for the uh the New Year Smash edition. Cause man, all four, of, uh, all four of these women just brought it. They they wanted to steal this show, and they did. Excuse me. Oh man, I
0: haven't. I unfortunately haven't seen that match because uh, Cobra Kai. Let's watch Cobra Kai. <laughs> but I'm gonna go re- watch that match sometime soon. And I heard a lot of good things that you know does this, this match this match be be busting I, bustin'. yeah, I,
1: I have uh i have friends online in the wrestling space uh that were at the show uh they live in jacksonville and they said that this match had the entire crowd just pumped this match took everything and i was very excited to see it when it aired and i mean they didn't disappoint i think anna j is the most impressive for me because i believe she is the most green out of all these women uh but she really went for everything the she she did her uh her finisher the queen's hold i believe where it's just the rear naked uh sleeper but she had barbed wire wrapped around her arm it was really awesome yeah it was it was great uh dude the bunny if you haven't seen pictures the bunny was so busted open and like the blood got into her eye and she always leans into the you know psychotic side but man the blood really just made it pop more uh Penelope Ford had a really good looking moonsault to the outside of uh onto Ty Conti and her knee I guess she was going for a moonsault but the way she landed was her knee basically landed on her cheek and it just looked way more brutal than it had any right being uh th- these women showed up it was a really fun match the crowd was so hot for it and I, I i i mean i'm excited we're finally moving on past this rivalry but i mean kudos to all four women because this was this was a really fun one and i'm not even one for street fights every so often
0: name a better duel than street fights in daily's place man honestly that dude
1: <laughs> What the uh, best oh friends. the the yeah the one against best friends i mean I would consider a street fight uh, Miro and Kip Samian versus Best Friends too. Mm-hmm. that video game arcade street fight. God, I mean, it's, God, sh- shout out. Shout out to AEW for knowing how to, how to do street fights and the talent for going really all out for them, pun intended.
0: See what you did there? <laughs>
1: eh. See, I'm working you like Cody. I'm working you, I'm telling you. I'm that's, Cody.
0: That's what you've been needing to do, man. I'm like, I'm, I'm proud of you I think, I'm really proud of it. I you. think,
1: I if I were to say I'm anyone from this podcast, I think I'm the Cody Rhodes of this podcast.
0: Mm-hmm, because you're playing 4D chess and you're working everybody.
1: Because <laughs> I'm a fucking try hard <laughs> No,
0: because you're you're doing it so effortlessly that people can't see the greatness that's before
1: them. I hate this bit. I hate this. We like Cody bit. I don't like this one. I'm anyway. not saying you gotta like
0: them. I'm not saying you you gotta support them. All I'm saying he's doing exactly what he wants you to do.
1: He's not doing anything special!
0: You're playing into him like a fiddle. He's the, Fuck he's you. He's Fuck the dark, Lord. <laughs>
1: dark Lord Co- of the shit. Cody versus Ethan Page for the TNT title. Cody won. <laughs> Big surprise. Anyway, that's this episode. <laughs> it was a fine match. Ethan Page, I think... I th- I
0: think... <laughs> You're such an ass! <laughs> <laughs>
1: Oh, oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, fuck! Oh, Cody Rhodes, man, you're, you're. Guess what? Cody Rhodes booked himself to win. What a surprise! Here, the goat, Tony Khan booked it. Shut <laughs> up! He's giving them Cody what the fans want. <laughs> Listen, in the Cody verse, no one touches the storylines except Cody, because no one else cares. Cody's like the little kid at dinner who's like, look what I drew for your fridge, daddy. And Tony Khan's like, yeah, cool. Put it up on the the other 66 you drew for me. I'll, I'll look at it when I give a shit, you little dip ass. Anyway, Cody won. Ethan Page, uh, I think, had his best match to date uh, for AEW. Uh, personally, and this is me being a big Ethan Page fan. Um, I think everything he does is gold. I love his shit-eating grin personality. Uh, Cody Wan. What more can I say about it? Cody Wan. Ooh. I, I don't know where the TNT title goes from here. I don't know who's going to be that first person he hits the pedigree on. It's going to be you. What's uh, <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be me. It's going to
0: be me. A. Hey, that, that's the,
1: NSYNC, Backstreet, I don't know. Are you, hold on. Did you just say NSYNC or Backstreet? I don't know.
0: Yeah, That what's that song? It's gonna who, be me. Who is that Justin
1: is, Timberlake part of? Okay, yeah, there we go. I got. Okay, well, 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 which one was he part of?
0: He was part of NSYNC.
1: Okay, there you go. What the, how is that, how did you not? I always get their songs mixed up sometimes, dude. Fuck, leave me alone. Stop it! That was the biggest boy band of all time, baby. In sync? I know. BTS is the biggest
0: boy band of all time. The okay, one boy men. Boys to men, Earth Wind Jackson Five. Are you <laughs> saying Earth
1: Wind and Fire is a <laughs> boy band?
0: They're rockin' robbing that song. Uh, Jackson are, Five.
1: Are you telling are you trying to say Earth Wind and Fire is a boy band? No, I'm just trolling at this point. <laughs> I'll, I'll give you I'll give you $5 if you can name every member of NSYNC off the top of your head right now. Go.
0: Cody Rhodes, brand new. <laughs> <laughs> I can't. Oh, oh,
1: I hate this. I hate, I hate this. <laughs>
0: Adrenaline in my soul. Something, something, Cody Rhodes. Kyle's getting work by Cody now. You what I did there?
1: No. Be be more subtle about it like Cody Rhodes. Oh! <laughs> God damn, dude. I I don't know where the TNT title goes from here. I really don't. Uh It's back in the grubby little hands of Cody.
0: It goes to the Go Show.
1: He's <laughs> Yeah, he's going to have it with him. Mm-hmm. Uh I I don't know what the TNT title looks like right now. The TNT title picture. Um get miro to come back and take it from cody i want to see someone absolutely destroy cody but i digress i can't i can only hate cody for so long before i stop giving not giving a shit and actually start caring.
0: it's 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 what's gonna happen dude you're you're just gonna turn into the biggest Cody mark it's gonna be great i'm
1: gonna gonna get a tattoo
0: wonderful i'm
1: gonna get a cody tattoo It's gonna be a picture Cody <laughs> on your neck,
0: <laughs> and inside the tattoo is gonna be his neck tattoo. God. Oh
1: God, what a what a dumb Dan Lambert really fucking got him with that. You got an ugly ass Transformers logo as a neck tattoo. That was funny. That was great. <laughs> I'll I mean, give Dan Lambert. That motherfucker can talk. He can. He can. Yeah, good input. He can.
0: <laughs> well, I'm finishing these ribs, and also, uh... who the hell told you it's open mic night, cow?
1: Yeah, you a Brandy Stan?
0: That promo was fire, dude. I love when Brandy's just like, hey, fuck it. Jay's got that bitch show. I got I got me. That the Brandy Rhodes show.
1: It was alright. Dan Lambert stole that. It was his segment. That, that Jim
0: a- Cornette line made me laugh.
1: <laughs> oh God. I'm a Jim Cornette guy. Yeah, God. I can't believe we got a Jim Cornette reference on Ooh. AEW live. That's wild. And then Jim
0: Cornette's gonna have like a 20-minute freaking clip of him talking about Jim Cornette appears on AEW. <laughs>
1: Do you see how much of a fan he is of Danhausen? I mean, who isn't? But who? Jordan Jim Cornette likes Danhausen. Yeah, he, I. Uh, I never would have
0: believed that. I thought he would think it's no. hokey or something. So I love Danhausen.
1: I guess his, I guess I guess his producer bought him a cameo from Danhausen, and of course, I mean, he always has some backhanded compliment to say. But he said, "I never want to see this guy in the ring because I like what he does right here in this cameo." So he likes the personality of Danhausen.
0: Which it's very you.
1: nice. Very evil. Uh, give me Dan Housen for AEW win. That's what I want next. I Diver-
0: want Dan Housen too.
1: Diversify your, your cast by signing Dan Housen. He's a free agent already. Dan he Housen is free a free agent. Housen. I'm ready. Dan, If you don't know Dan Housen, go watch his vlogs. He's one of the funniest characters in all of wrestling. Uh, he's very nice, very evil. Uh, he wants a lot of money, and he wants to be on every television in the world. That that's that's a simple dream by a simple man, and I want to help make that dream come true for him.
0: Same. I want him to be in a tag team with Conan O'Brien.
1: I want him in, in and Pepsi Man to be a tag team. That's the best tag team in the world. And on that note, I think yeah, that is a very good to- stopping point. We hit a lot of uh, subjects today. I, uh, I I went on yeah, a you, rant you, where you, I blacked you, out.
0: You threatened me with murder. Um, we talked I'll about kill you. Guys. I'll stand
1: by it. I'll kill you.
0: Yeah, well, why don't you, uh,
1: shut up. <laughs> that, uh,
0: well, uh, for Christmas, why don't you give me the foreigner belt? That's what I want.
1: Hey, hey, how about for Christmas, you give me a big bowl of shut the hell up. I gotta ask Cody. Oh my God, you know what? I just I just had a really good, I might, how much are custom belts? Are they a lot?
0: Uh, the one I made for the for our fantasy leagues, like, uh, was like 120 and stuff.
1: I might, I might have to make a belt for you.
0: Oh uh, make me the foreigner belt for Mokotin
1: no no i got a I got a good belt in mind i might have to i might have to see i might have to really do this and we can make like a little segment out of it i'll get your core interview unboxing it but i might have to look into this because i have a really good idea it's funny for me we do jokes to make other people laugh sometimes but this joke i'm in my head it's this one's just for me it's gonna be really funny to me
0: well it better be the foreigner belt so i can set it to head games
1: uh, no or hot blooded no, it's not gonna be the foreigner belt. And, and ma- be no, man, no, 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 no. Put put the foreigner belt in,
0: and make sure you don't put the instructions, because I don't need no instructions. And on, on how to that
1: rock. note, ladies and gentlemen, thank you again. Welcome to 2022. Uh, for, thank you for joining us for another episode of Missing the Marks again. Uh, that is Nathan. I am Kyle. Uh, well, the biggest Cody stands. Uh, the biggest Cobra Kai stands um nathan doesn't know the difference between NSYNC and backstreet boys shut up uh the matrix force sucks uh we covered johnny a lot. lawrence covered was the real karate kid okay i'm, I'm gonna dispute that one but uh we, we covered a lot of topics here uh i'm very excited for 2022 uh i haven't talked to nathan about it yet but i do have things uh hopefully in the can i got some ideas i'm, I'm pushing around in my head
0: yeah if you uh, got it in the can make sure you flush before it sinks
1: <laughs> Stupid.
0: You're so dumb. <laughs> and, you, and you can and you can you can, dis, you can dispute all you want, but Johnny Lawrence being the karate kid is undisputed. okay How about that? Oh, what? oh, oh,
1: why don't you just dis- oh. for once? You gotta face. anyway. I want to thank everyone for listening again. Thank you, uh spending your 2022 with us so far. Uh we will be back next week with another episode. Uh again, available on uh Apple Podcast, Spotify, other podcast services of your choice um when we do do interviews they will be on youtube go check out our interviews we have up there we got three of them right now uh all really good really fun go give everyone we've given interviews follows on instagram uh avery bro has a title match coming up uh chip garrison has been making some matches right before the Christmas break went on uh brook havoc is still uh, on the mend for her knee surgery uh really really good times uh hope to check in with them soon um again thank you for listening to this if you do listen to it we really appreciate it give us five stars uh rate and review uh where the two idiots talk about i guess wrestling in sync cobra kai matrix even Gillian. we talked about a lot of things that aren't wrestling really in this podcast hey you're talking Uh, too much shut up I'm, i'm trying i'm trying to get through everything i'm trying to get i have a lot of rambling in my head but anyway i'm kyle that's nate nathan uh kick us out you got any last words to say
0: uh go cowboys baby play the cardinals let's get that dub Closer to the steak and lobster, and then when you know when I get to the Super Bowl, that that I'm putting a picture of steak and lobster. It's gonna
1: happen. Yeah, the Cowboys gonna lose like you lost fantasy. Anyway, thank you. Goodbye, ladies and gentlemen. Bye bye. Why you gotta do it me like that? Why you gotta say that? Why you gotta Why you gotta end on a name and note, idiot? <gasps>